Welcome to Cody and Gold on 610 Sports Radio. On today's show, will the Chiefs give Orlando Brown Jr. the extension he desires? How will McColl's surgery impact his free agency? And what will be the first domino to fall for the NFL quarterback carousel? Now two guys who have officially turned all their attention to the live golf season, Cody Tapp and Alex Gold. Are we still doing that live golf thing, huh? Are we still are we still doing that? That we still upset I just about finished that? up full swing on Netflix. There was I, quite I, a bit of live golf talk on that. I've heard that is terrific. I still need to watch Very it. Very good. Uh, I, I heard, which for those that don't know, that is the Netflix series. If you watch the F1 series, which was really behind the scenes look at the F1 series, and it gained popularity in the U.S. in large part because of that, golf is basically trying to mimic that, and I've heard it is terrific. Uh, so I do need to watch that still. It's the number one trending uh, show on Netflix. Lisa says at last, last check. I just didn't. Uh, I just didn't watch. It's gonna be back though. We got the full crew. Hope everybody had a good long weekend. We're back. We're recharged. We're ready to roll. By the way, easily the most likable guy on that, Joel Dahman, the guy who's like, Dame, somebody's got yeah, Damon. You don't right? like him enough to get his name right. I couldn't remember how it was pronounced. <laughs> he just said, "Well, he's just like he's like someone's got to be the 70th best golfer. Might as well be me." <laughs> and he seems like legitimately content with it. Like me, I'm fine. Made like $10 million. So I really like good. the Tony like, Finau episode. So it's like eight episodes. Finau was good. We like, all talked. We were talking in the bullpen yesterday. Um, me, Dusty, and Dana Wright. And we all cried at the Tony Finau Well, you guys episode. are all three big-time golf fans. You cried at the Tony Finau episode? He's talking about how he grew up in poverty and his mom died in a tragic car accident. And everybody thinks he's, like, not focused enough on golf. And he's talking about what because family Because his family travels him. with him. Yeah. It was pretty touching. Good for him to have the family. Also, with every him. single golfer on the entire show is like, "Hey, what got you into golf? Tiger Woods." Every every no. person, yeah. every person who even exists on the PGA Tour, all plays golf because of Tiger Woods, or because their dad liked Tiger Woods, and then that got them into golf. Sure, and they're all, all making the, the money. Story. They're all making the money they're making now because of Tiger Woods as well. So yeah. I, would, I would like Tiger Woods. If good. I were them, I mean, the, the money that exists is because of one person and one person only. <laughs> Turns out he was a uh, pretty impactful <laughs> yeah. player. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. You guys have you got a good weekend though? You, you busy? Did you do anything? I did a bunch of stuff. Okay. I took this extra time off. We were off on Monday for President's Day, and then you and I both took Tuesday. It's kind of a uh, an extra reset day. Although you openly admitted I'll to be me, honest man, he told me that he regrets it pretty much. Well, he said no. he was bored. He was bored yeah. the whole time. So Nick, I, you need something to do. So I didn't regret taking time off because it was nice to reset post Super Bowl, no doubt. However, I'll, I am weird. I can acknowledge that uh, when it comes to needing like I, I'm always in need of like that next like right, what is, what's the next thing I'm really looking forward to or working on project wise or anything like that I, that's very important to me and so I was bored out of my damn mind yesterday in particular I, I went to I went to Oak Park Mall and just was like oh I haven't been to the mall in years because it's, you just um, went to Oak Park I Mall I just went by the way the mall very depressing um, <laughs> it's, the most it's depressing not day Oak, Oak Park Mall you Oak Park Mall used to be like anyway I haven't been in a while Obviously, I'm part of the problem, I guess, with that. Wait, but, you know what's more um, imp- more depressing than the Oak Park Mall is just going to the Oak Park guys, Mall because you're bored. I, <laughs> full disclosure, I was a little, like, I was bored out of my mind and kind of like, eh, not feeling, like, just kind of, eh, feeling yesterday. I, I needed I needed to get back into the normal routine. He's like I, that I, living narcos meme. He's just, um, like, standing around in that abandoned dude, pool dude, with his arms behind his back. One day two, out of your routine? two. two. Two is because I was off Monday and I was off Tuesday. And look, and I, I enjoy being lazy to a certain extent, but also like professionally and stuff, I need like something to like what's the next project or the next big exciting thing that's coming up. And I'll and I'll find that here very quickly. But 
that that was my issue the last two days. So it's good. It's great to be back with you guys. Is what I'm trying to say. This is mm. I, I love doing. I'm this. worried about you though. I am. I'm <laughs> extremely worried. I, I'm good. I like took care of like 90 house projects that had fallen to the wayside over the last month during the Chiefs Super Bowl. Oh yeah, right? you were cleaning up everything. Put some dirt along need, the foundation. You know I installed a new toilet. I did all that stuff. You need to buy a house and you need to get married. <laughs> you That's need it, more. You need more distractions in life. And get a kid. You need more get things that'll keep get you a, busy. Get a kid, or just start with that. Actually, I don't care what order you do it in, but you need to do one of those things in the next like three months. Wow. <laughs> no, if you really thing, fill up your time. Here's the thing. In about, I'll, I'll be. I mean, I'll probably be good this week anyway. But like in three weeks, we got Selection Sunday and stuff, and a month is the tournament. That like that we'll be back, baby. And Two I'll, months I'll, NFL draft. And honestly, like the project wise, the Missouri sports wagering stuff is heating up today. I've been tweeting about it. Like that'll get me back. We're we're all right. We're all right. I just need I need something. That day in Oak Park Mall, uh, though, that I, was a depressing I, day. It was very depressing, trust me. But like, just gold looking I, at Pac Sun for shorts that are for kids no, twenty the mall, years. The mall, I'll be honest, the mall sucks. It really did. There's nothing in there. It really sucked. The the mall of my childhood. It sucks now. That's what happens to most malls, man. Yeah. They don't just last forever. I can't wait to get to something in about 15 minutes or so. I got multiple texts, multiple tweets yesterday about something that occurred on this show when Dusty and Nick and Jed were filling in. And I, I can't wait to, to get to that in a little bit because, man, I had someone even tweet me and, and say they enjoyed something that happened. They thought I was still on the show. I was not oh, wow. on the show yesterday. But it was that electric. A certain guest that you guys had, which stunned me because I didn't think Nick would ever have that specific guest on this show. It was really a stunning turn of events. So that's coming up in, in about 10, 15 minutes or so. But it is the NFL offseason, man. That is in full swing. And the franchise tag window is open in the NFL. And we suspect Orlando Brown Jr. at any day now will get sure. tagged again. And we'll have very similar conversations that we had last offseason about the options that they have, right? What, what is that first big move? Because I'm going to take the franchise tag out of it because I guess that's the first big move of the offseason that's going to happen. But we kind of already, like, that's a foregone conclusion at this sure. point. And, and the, the big decision on him is not whether to tag him. Correct. It is whether to tag and trade him. It's whether to sign him to a long-term extension yeah. or whether to just have him play under that franchise tag for a final year in Kansas City. Right. No, that there's no question that that is uh, now just kind of the next step in the process. But after that, the next big move, like I think because you know you're not going to tag Chris Jones, I think there's a chance like that That to me might might be the situation where that can set up your offseason. Chris Jones, long-term deal. I know it's not going to be easy to get done, but I think that will tell you what kind of flexibility you have with Orlando Brown Jr. That will tell you what kind of flexibility you have in bringing back Juju Smith-Schuster and what deal you could get done with Legereus Sneed, for example, Juan Thornhill. I don't think any of those personally can happen until either the deal's done with Chris Jones or you feel really good about where that is trending. And in this case, again, we're not talking about a franchise tag. However, he still has one year left on his contract, so it's kind of weird. They don't have to it's, – it's not like they have two players, Brown and Jones, and you're like, well, you can only tag one of them, so the other one you better get done in, in two weeks or whatever. Not really. Chris Jones is technically under contract still, so that can drag out a little bit. But I, I still think you need some clarity on that, Cody – before you might be able to decide where the money's being allocated for others. Deciding on, to me, I kind of view the, maybe I'm way off here and the Chiefs aren't going to pay Chris Jones, even though I definitely think they should. Because the one thing to keep in mind with Chris Jones is they have not, under Brett Feach's entire tenure, shown any willingness to pay a player over the age of 30, not named Travis Kelsey. That's it. It's the only guy. Nobody else have they even 
kicked around the idea of paying into their 30s. They're one of the youngest teams in the NFL. That's the only hang-up I have left. But to me, it's like that's a foregone con- conclusion. I feel like Orlando Brown Jr. franchise tag. I don't know what's going to happen after that, but I think that's a foregone sure. conclusion. I think I'm most interested in what they do. The, the, the next big move I think they have to decide on is Frank Clark. They can they get $19 million in cap saving by cutting him. They are currently projected to be somewhere between $500,000 under the cap and about $4 million over the cap, depending on the estimates. So look, some of that is easy. They can give Chris Jones an extension. That can move money around. They're allowed to restructure Joe Tooney. They can uh, restructure Patrick Mahomes. There's a bunch of money they can move around. I think Nick Jacobs, 41, did a pretty good job of breaking it. Yeah, I mean, Mahomes, but if so, they convert the, into a bonus, it could save 25 or $26 million. Yeah, Just yeah. Just right so, so, in there. So they can... I'm not worried about them getting themselves under the cap, but they have to make another decision on Frank Clark. Because as I told you, saving $20 million on the cap is huge. But what do we think Frank Clark gets in a free agency period? That's You have to decide because, to me, that decision informs so much of what you do. If you bring back Frank Clark, you are unlikely, in my opinion, to make the big trade-up for the defensive end. You're unlikely to take some of your draft capital and go trade for a defensive end, which I thought would have been in the books last year or a possibility again this offseason. Like, I feel like... If you commit to another year of Frank Clark, then you are pretty satisfied with, not fully, it's not like you're not going to have to go with anybody, but doing it the normal way, if that makes sense, Gold, right? Finding one free agent defensive end or two free agent defensive ends who are medium-priced or low-priced guys like Carlos Dunlap or whatever, and then using a good draft pick, but not trading up in order to secure a stronger one. If you let go of Frank Clark, Dana can be a free agent. Carlos Dunlap's a free agent, right? Then you've lost three guys in your defensive line, and all of a sudden, defensive line priority... No Frank Clark, too? Right to the top of the list, right? Maybe even higher than offensive line. Maybe even higher than offensive tackle, because you can buy yourself a year of that. But it just, to me, that move kind of is the domino effect for the rest. But that might be because I think they're paying Chris Jones. Yeah, I mean, is there anybody that you've talked to uh, that doesn't believe Chris Jones, though, is is going to be back with this team based off of what we saw him put together this offseason, or this season, I should say, and then the postseason? And yeah, it would go against a guy crossing over the age of 30 would go against how this organization with this regime has operated. But the same way we discussed when they weren't willing to pay Tyree kill. And we said, Oh, the only guys that are willing to make the highest paid of their positions, Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. If there was ever a third to be part of that group, it's Chris Jones. Cause it's not the same as Orlando Brown, who wants to be paid like the number one left tackle, even though he's probably the eighth or 10th best left tackle. Chris Jones wants to be paid Aaron Donald money. So one, two or three, he wants to be paid like the number one defensive tackle. And he is, he is. The number yeah, one you know, so, that, so that's the, that's the difference with him and why it's, it's a lot easier to, to sell you on that contract. And I still think the dollar amount is not, there's not a lot of flexibility there. I think where the flexibility when they have to negotiate with Chris Jones and his agent structure is, is just, yeah, where, where's this? What's the structure? What's the bonus going to look like? What's the guaranteed money look like? Do you want? Because I think I think the guaranteed money on his last contract was actually pretty reasonable. I want to say it was like forty million dollars. Yeah. Do you want Aaron uh, Donald? 60, 60 million. Do you want Aaron Donald money? Do you want eighty nine million dollars guaranteed? Because that's that's the exact reason why right. Orlando Brown Jr. didn't take his extension. The average money is great, but it's sort of funny money. Right. Fake, you know, year, fake years at the yeah, end. Yeah, it's a two year deal basically, and that's why he turned it down. Yeah. And that's a good philosophy, by the way. Right. It's a good philosophy as a GM to just say, we'll pay you. We'll make you the highest paid, but you better bring us elite production. We're not paying you money 
We're not paying you elite money if you're not going to give us elite play. The one good news is for them is that they can make the argument for Chris is like, look, dude, we still believe in your talent. You got all the money from us the last time. Like all that money, it didn't matter what the guarantees ended up being because you got all that money. You got that whole damn contract. You played with us the entire time. All that money was very real. Like, and you received it from us because of your ability. Like we're not, we're not doing it to do this. We're doing this because we need the flexibility because we want to win championships. And it, it just, it, it's every player is different in that regard of who you and how you are going to convince them. If taking a little personal professional risk is worth that. And every player is different in that regard yep. for those who will do it. Now it's, I think it's honestly a little bit easier for Chris Jones because he's gotten a big payday. Like you've gotten a big payday and you made a bunch of money. So it's not, you're not like destitute. I always feel like it's harder the first time when you're like, you've never received that big check and you're like, Hey, mind taking a discount. Like if you're luxurious need, you're a fourth round pick. Who's never made any significant money in the NFL ever. If you go to him this offseason, who's another one of these dominoes that could be included in this conversation, and you say, hey, Legereus, do you mind structuring your contract in a way where you're guaranteed way less to play for us than somebody else? That's a much harder sell, in my opinion. He hasn't made and, a big contract. That's why Charvarius uh, Ward ended up out of town. I also think it's you know it's easier to leave, though, at the same time when, when you do have the ring in your back pocket. You know, when you're like, well, don't you want to stay? You got two, don't you? You've got you've got rings. Yeah, you've got rings, which I think makes it a little bit easier at times to to walk away. If you're in that position, now, if you're Chris Jones, not only could you get paid, but we, we talked about Hall of Fame case based off of what he did this year yeah. and got another ring. If you think, hey, I, you know, if I if I get three or four of these, I'm I'm like a lock to get in the Hall of Fame. Where, where do you have the best chance to get three or four rings? It's staying with Patrick Mahomes and staying with Andy Reid and staying with Kansas City. Nobody's saying to take a massive discount, but that's I think that's that's got to be part of the thought process. And this is why it'll be really interesting to see how it plays out. Um, but the window for franchise tag is wide open and we'll expect, I'm sure, the next couple of days or whatever, the news to come that Orlando Brown Jr. will be tagged by the Kansas City Chiefs. A little bit later on in the show, we're going to have Royals pitcher Daniel Lynch join us, expected to join us in the noon hour today. Spring training underway. Vern, of course, is out there. First spring training game uh, will be right here on 610 Sports Radio Friday afternoon, as a matter of fact. And uh, Rob from The Drive, actually, he tweeted this out yesterday about uh, basically why there's not a lot of buzz around the Royals right now. And is it is it because of the Royals being the Royals for the last seven-plus years? Or is it because, hey, the Chiefs are the model sports franchise, multiple rings in four years. They got the best quarterback, <laughs> best help. player in the league. What is it? Because I think you have to look at yourself in the mirror first and foremost. We can we can say that they're not going to over, overshadow the Chiefs because of what the next decade is going to look like. However, you got to look yourself in the mirror. It's one thing to to just be a, a competitive team and saying, oh, well, there's just the Chiefs are next door and you can't match that right now. It's another thing to look in the mirror and realize you're not competitive. <laughs> you're yeah. six, you know, you're projected to win 60 something games this year by Pakoda. You know, you're, you, you, you've been struggling to be competitive past June 1st for multiple years. That's generous. June I'm, 1st. Yeah. Just, yeah just, That's last, gen- last year was May Couldn't 1st. even get to Memorial Day. Last year was like May 1st. Yeah. Like you couldn't even get that far. Look, it's the truth is that it's probably the, it's somewhere lies in the middle, but you're going to have an even harder time. So to me, the Royals right now, they, they have proven in this town how much attention they could garner. And as much as I've asked other people in other markets, like similar questions, right? Like, even if you have two good teams, how much does the other team outweigh the other? And the NFL's king, right? We know that. But there's been times in this city's history, not that long ago, where the Royals were the much bigger ticket in town. 
Like, they were as popular or close to as popular as the Chiefs. They're nowhere close. And I think largely I put this on them. Like, the Chiefs are detracting, no doubt. But if the Royals were coming off of, uh, you know, like an 81-win season last year with all these young players, all these young pitchers, all this possibility, new pitching coaches, new approaches, I would actually think that there would be quite a bit because there are very interesting things about this Royals team, in my opinion, especially considering their youth, if they can put those pieces together. But they're not interesting because they've done nothing but lose. That's the problem. The issue is not the Chiefs. The Chiefs are not taking away the pieces of pie for you. It's not helping because they're great. But if you're not going to put anything close to anything that even considered a winning product on the field, then we got a problem. Yeah, I mean, I would say, though, like, let's say the Royals were actually expected to compete for the division this year, which they're unfortunately not. But let's say they were. Like, I don't think suddenly they're I don't I don't think right now on February 22nd, a week at literally a week to the day from the parade that we just had in Kansas City. I don't think that we, we would be having even more. But I honestly I think I think when you're when you're. I won't say rival, but the, certainly the, the sports franchise that competes for the same entertainment dollars as you do in the same parking lot as of right now still is coming off a championship. I don't, I don't care what you're doing, Cody, unless you yourself are competing for championships. You're not you're not going to yeah. have more. You're not going to have more buzz. But would it help? Well, yeah. Would there be way more attention if your team was consistently competitive? Absolutely. It's hard because I saw these two feet off of each other during the Royals run where like that Monday night football game where they blow out the Patriots and all the Chiefs are in attendance of the Royals playoff game. Mm-hmm. And it just felt like you said both, it there. Play, you just said it there. Both play. felt big. Oh, I know. No, look, I get it. That's why I'm putting more of this on the Royals than I am the Chiefs. Because here's the problem. They are so far apart right now. This isn't even, it doesn't compare to 14 and 15 because the Chiefs were still a passable franchise then. They were a playoff team, right? Yeah, they, 10 win teams, 11 yeah, win teams. They weren't, they weren't competing for Super Bowls. They weren't competing for championships. But they had Andy Reid, and they had a better quarterback than they had had in a long time, and they were competitive, and they played competitive football pretty consistently, and the Royals were champions. Right now, it's the Chiefs are the single greatest franchise, maybe in all of sports right now. They're they the are. most they are. They're consistently the successful franchise in every major professional sport in the United States. I can't speak for the world, but I'll at least give it the United <laughs> States. And the hey, Royals, they're playing in Germany next year. It's the world now, And the baby. Royals weren't, you know, the Royals couldn't compete after May 15th. Again, I would argue that there's plenty of interesting things about the teams, but I still think the thing that's costing him is is being competitive. So Start da- there. So Daniel Lynch, Royals pitcher, going to join us coming up in the noon hour today. It's his Cody and Golden. Yesterday, we were not on the show, and Dusty, Nick, and Jed were filling in. And I got multiple texts and tweets about this, Nick. You guys had Jason Brown on the show. How would you say it went? I thought it, was, I thought it went well. And I got multiple texts and tweets about the interview. And they did. Could you believe what happened while you guys were gone? I said, that was no. the text you got. Did you? Yes. Could you believe it? And I said, "What happened?" They said they had Jason Brown on, and I my immediate I was, "Oh," because I'm well aware of who Jason Brown is. I'm well aware of his recent comments on his own podcast, and he's an attention. Can I say it? Yeah, attention whore. That's Whoa. what he is. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if you can say that. Well, I just did. But he is. Would you? Would you? <laughs> Too late. Would you argue that he? Would you? Would you argue that that's not well, who he is? You no, know, that is because and you guys chose to have him on the show yesterday. Well, so that's kind of the reason. Yeah, I mean, that's the reason why he's been getting attention is because after the Chiefs Super Bowl win, 
Uh, the bit that he has been perpetuating is that Patrick Mahomes is a gimmick right, quarterback. Right, which is just absolutely insane. And I was surprised you had him on the show because we have had many a conversation on and off the air that usually you do not like us to have guests on that just say crazy crap and you're like, ah, we don't need to give them attention and all that. Like, do you and want yet, to book LaShawn McCoy this y- week? Yeah, you know? and usually you say no, but well, that, you guys did yesterday. I was stunned by well, this. So normally it's like, do we want to talk about this thing mm-hmm. that somebody else said, right? Like normally that's the conversations where we're having. Like Colin Cowherd said blah blank yeah, you hate Emmanuel Acho said blank do you guys want to play the clip and I'm, I'm I'm usually on the side of no correct let's not give him attention but the second it was like hey I have his phone number do you want to have him on the so, show like if we could have Emmanuel Acho on the show just to clown him I'm okay, okay with that I don't want to just talk about it so Dusty based on I went back and listened to the interview we'll play the ending of it in a second based on the beginning that's Dusty clearly wanted J- Jason Brown on the show Dusty so, was Dusty argumentative from the very beginning. So I'm a hostile interview. Okay, yeah, so yeah, let me definitely. let me. So Dusty definitely already had an exchange with Jason Brown. I think weeks ago. It was when he after was called the, a you know what rider. It was after uh-huh. the AFC Championship game, and he was saying this. He was saying the whole playoffs were basically a sham because the Bengals Bills game should have never been canceled. Therefore, the Chiefs shouldn't yes. have just been gifted home field advantage. You guys know the whole mm-hmm. thing. And Dusty was arguing back with him, and he called him a bleep writer. Yeah, and so the very first question Dusty, like, asked him about that, and so that got off to a great start yesterday. And then at the end of the interview, um, well, we'll just so, – this, yeah. this, this, this is how it went, man. Joe Burrow was 3-0 and versus Mahomes, by the way. That's why the fun whole Burrowhead thing was started up. I don't believe in all that either. But what I'm telling you is, until that happened – Burrow had dominated Mahomes head-to-head. Do we agree? Yeah. I mean, yeah. But in okay, games that meant yeah, nothing. Just say yeah. Don't, don't make no, up no story rings. about no, it. No, 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 no. Don't no, make no. up a story okay, you've been about talking it. For about, yes. You've been talking for about three minutes, so I'm going to say something now, Jason. So you keep talking about all of these Chiefs fans that came on your show. I listened to your podcast yesterday. It was about three people, and you always want to go back to the idea that, well, you don't know football well, because you, you didn't play. You, you didn't, didn't want to show. You, you didn't, didn't show up. It's not my you, fault. I can't force you to Jason, come on my show, bro. Jason, with all due respect, sir, you coached in community college for five years. You're not exactly Chuck Noll, okay? So don't sit here and try and lord over us about how much you know about 20 years. 20 years. And what do you do now? Stop. And what do you do now? 20 years. 20. Dude, did you bring me on your show to talk crap? Or you did you bring me on your show? Are you you sound like a fanboy. I've let like, you talk for 15 minutes. I got 28 minutes. guys in the NFL, homeboy. I got 270 Division One. Yeah. I had eight win the Super Bowl. What's your criteria? Send me your resume. I just want to make you sure. You talk that, on the radio. Yeah. You're a fanboy. Yeah, but did you You're ever. You're a fanboy on the radio. But you said you didn't call Patrick Mahomes a gimmicky quarterback. Let me play this for you real quick. Patrick I Mahomes said he's in a gimmicky system that makes him a, a gimmicky quarterback. No, 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 no. You told me to listen to you all the way out, so I'm going to let you listen to me all the way. Listen to what you said here. Patrick Mahomes is a gimmick quarterback. What do I gimmick. say to that? Gimmick. Did you hear that? Goodbye. He's gone. I think we may have just set this radio station back 10 years. So that's how your guys' interview ended with hmm. Jason Brown yesterday. I, I found it. To What's be it a, like being uh, a fanboy? I find I found it to be highly entertaining. Fanbo- we had two fanboys filling yeah. in on the show yesterday. Clearly. Yeah, um, we did. And I am a fanboy. I, I, I definitely enjoyed your shot at him, which was, 
You're not exactly Chuck Noll. Well, dude, he kept saying that. He said it because before that, he that's the one thing he kept saying was, you guys don't know football. You never played. You never coached. You don't know football. Which, as we yeah. know in this industry, Ugh. is the catch-all yes. that any any former athlete will say, well, you don't know because you didn't play. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't, I'm not a professional chef. I know if a cheeseburger tastes good. Mm-hmm. So I, eventually I just kind of reached my wits end with that guy. That so, was clear. The Chuck Noll comment was, you're checking out of that interview. Stop. That was it. Shut that up. Was, like, that was it. That the was second the you took a direct shot. That was it. You know what's funny? I've actually interviewed him before, Nick. This was, uh. What, is it during, like, during? Was, yeah, this was during his, the, the show that was on uh, Netflix, Last Chance You. This was probably in 2018, maybe, when I was working at a different station, and, uh. Let's just say our, our interview wasn't quite as combative, but he also at that point in time wasn't just trying to be Mr. Hot Take oh, uh, he al- and, and call out Patrick Mahomes for some weird reason so, for being a gimmick. So then he started tweeting and text. He texted Dusty after the interview. Oh, I'm sure those were great He was texts. calling us. Um, mm. He was referring to us as a pejorative cats. for a, a bunch of female mm. reproductive organ. Okay. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, multiple times. Did the same thing on Twitter as well, the 610 Sports KC Twitter mentions were uh, on fire yesterday. I'm sure. Which I think got the attention of our fearless leader, Steven Spector. Nice job with the interview, man. Thanks. I enjoyed I will, it. I will say this. Just moving forward, just so we're clear so he's on, on my... The, he's on the Lombardi list now, too? Oh, no, is he banned? no, no. He's welcome back anytime, actually. <laughs> um, I want to make it clear moving forward on anytime, because you were sort of wondering why I would want to have this guy on. Yes. Anytime, whether it's any of these idiots, uh, Emmanuel Acho, LaShawn McCoy, any of the guys who just do the um, combative sort of uh, I'm going to I'm going to be a contrarian yes. type. Anytime any of them do that. And if, if we're like, oh, do we if we have him on the show, I want it to be known. We're not having them on the show to have a nice, polite conversation and to really hear their side of things. We're having them on the show <laughs> to Good. make fun of them. And then running their ass off the air. That's the only strategy I want to employ moving forward. Because I'm not interested in giving them a platform just to give them a platform. I'm interested in giving them a platform just to make an ass out of themselves. So that's my official stance (laughs) on idiots like that. Oh, man. Coming up next, though, we're just getting started here on on Wednesday. McCall Hardman, a little update on his injury and surgery yesterday. And actually what it means for his chances to come back to KC. Back here on Cody and Gold, Alex Gold, Cody Tap, Nick Schwert with you. Get to Nick's notable notes here in about 15 minutes or so. Real quick, though, before we get into an injury update on McCole Hardman, who had surgery yesterday, and I think it clearly is going to have some impact on his free agency and maybe his likelihood so. coming back to Kansas City. Uh, you guys know we did a, a playoff touchdown draft with all the shows and everything. We On, on the drive, we did that during the playoffs, and I, I think Fesco won the playoff touchdown draft. Uh, honestly, I think we all forgot about it, to be completely honest with you, uh, as far as I have no idea. I think I had Z- uh, Zeke and Kittle. Neither got a single Zero touchdown. Zero touchdowns. Not even a single touchdown. I don't know. Who, I don't remember who you had. Oh, that's right. You dropped I quit. out. You dropped out. You quit. I quit. That's uh, right. We're involved in a group text of people wanting their money. Uh, Fesco wanted. He wants his money, understandably so. Um, uh, but Cody's refusing to pay. Okay. I'm not refusing to pay. I was never a part of it. I don't even know how to make this more clear. There is very clear... Very public, very obvious audio of me saying, if you won't let me do this thing I tried to do, I quit. I'm not doing this. 
I quit were the exact words I said. You did say Then quit. I didn't even draft a second player because it came back around to me, and I was like, no, I definitely quit. I'm out. I'm not in the business of just giving people $20 because I quit something. Yeah, I think I fair. never started. I think that's fair. Yeah. And I'm then, not even in uh, the draft. I didn't even have a team. And then How Nick, the hell can I be held responsible? Because Justin put up Austin Eckler on the website? I can't be held responsible <laughs> for that. I quit. Yeah. I so obviously I, quit. I think you're probably safe. And then Nick's not even in the group chat, so he can just plead <laughs> ignorance, I guess, at this point. Nick, uh, are you just going to claim you never uh, got the text? And then for me, frankly, we, we did a March Madness bracket, if you guys remember, last year, almost a year ago. <laughs> and I won that. And I think now you guys can probably mm. put two and two together. Let's just put it this way. I'm not sending the winner of this year's playoff touchdown draft money until I get my money for my March Madness win Wait, last year. Wait, couldn't you just send him, like, the difference? Well, I, I'm trying to acknowledge. I'm trying You're to trying make, to make a point. Acknowledge that money wasn't sent a year ago. Oh. So don't be, don't be pressuring me to send money right into second. You saying you got at least wait- a year? I've been waiting eleven months. <laughs> That's all. Is any? By the way, does anyone actually think I should pay this money? Like, does any? Do any of the members of this actually think I should pay when I so publicly quit? Um, Why would I pay into this? Yeah, I mean, I don't think I think you guys are normally going against me, Nick. Do you think I, think I owe safe. any money for this? I think you're safe. No, I mean, I'm not paying either. So wait, why are you paying? I told you because I told you I didn't want to do it. Well, you I did it though. You and then have done I the draft. and then the second Rob told me it was for money that day, the second after the draft, and he's like, "Yeah, send me twenty dollars." I go, "This is for money," and he said, "Yeah." I said, "Then I'm out." I go, "Take me out right now because I'm not doing it." <laughs> I said, "At the second <laughs> the draft ended, I said, if this text is for line. money, I'm not doing it." Nine one three five eight six seven. I can't prove 10. that. The text line says you started, Cody, then you quit because you didn't like the rules. You quit. That means you no. started first, meaning you still owe. That's not. I. It's not that I didn't like the rules. It's that I. There was no rule stopping me from doing the thing I tried to do. Then they try to make up rules on the spot, preventing me from doing it. <laughs> and if they're going to do that, if they're not going to set clear boundaries, set clear mm. rules and allow me to participate, then I was no longer my verbal obligation to it was done. I didn't mm. break any rules. There was no rule. We went over it. I showed you the text. We went through it over and over again. There was no rule that stated I was not allowed to have three picks. It just said each team will receive two picks. I then traded one pick for, th- for two. I should have had three overall. They wouldn't let me continue because otherwise, why would I trade? Why would I trade from the second overall pick where Nick stood to pick like nine just for fun? Doesn't make any sense. I was doing it to gain an advantage. They didn't allow me to gain the advantage, so I quit. Hmm. I mean, I couldn't have been any more clear about my lack of interest (laughs) in participating in that touchdown draft. Oh, man. We'll see how this goes. In fact, fact, you know what? Let's just peel the curtain back a little bit more. (laughs) Cody and I. Sat in this side booth with the sole intention of ruining that draft. <laughs> we said, let's ruin this draft because they we got, did. we get, we, this is true story. because we tried to get out of it three times. They tried to make the draft. Okay. It was the drive's idea. They wanted to do it on their show. We couldn't find a time that worked. They said, Hey, will you guys do it on your show? The three of us and Alex, sorry for implicating you here. The three of us He's said, no, you now. the three of us said, no, we are not doing it on our show. We don't think it's good content. We're oh, not going to do it. Oh, we geez. did. No, we did. Oh, geez. Am I lying? Oh, Am I lying? Oh, boy. We didn't like it for us, our show. The that three of us said this is bad content. It's not good on the air. Let's just do it off the air. We'll do it off the air. We'll make it a little side bat. We'll do it on, in the chat. And then nobody could. And so then the morning show is like, fine, we'll do it on our show Friday morning. And Cody and I were kind of like, God dang it. We don't want to do this. Like we have other stuff we got to be doing for our show. And we don't and we don't want to be like there's too many vo- too many cooks in the kitchen. There's like 12 people on mics. So we said, let's just ruin this draft. 
let's be jerks and let's ruin the draft and let's just try and like throw a stick of dynamite in the middle of this thing. So that's we looked why for Cody, ways to exploit the yeah, rules. So that's why this we immediately tried to cheat. Rule. We immediately tried to cheat. <laughs> Cody quit 30 seconds in. We tried to make a we trade. We thought Nick was going to have to quit. That's yeah, the funniest we know, part. Know, we so thought Nick was going to have to fell quit. fell apart. So then Cody had to quit, and then I was just looking for a way out, and the second he said it cost money, I go, I'm definitely not paying that. So then, yeah, there you go. Even so though you think, had a much think, better draft position. Hey, you know what? So I think this show is the last three people hate that me now, paid. Hey, hey, hate oh. me now, love me later. You know, that's the that's that's the mantra that to I To be clear, buy. Gold is did willing to pay. Did you buy a T-shirt, a Jason <laughs> yeah. Brown T-shirt? Yes, that, yes, yep, that's exactly. That's Jason Brown's motto. Mm-hmm. Gold is willing to pay, but only $10. The difference between mm-hmm. what was owed for this one and what he is owed from Bob Fesco for the NCAA tournament. That's correct. That. I paid you for that, right? We're good? You did. Everybody else paid. Hey, when I agree to the terms of it. I paid for that. And it works out. I paid for that. I pay. I, I paid for the touchdown draft last year. I was just like, I'm tired of donating. <laughs> hmm. Boy, controversy. All right. Something tells me we'll not be doing a March Madness bracket draft this year. Something tells me that's not going to happen. <laughs> we should organize it. <laughs> <laughs> Something tells me that's not going to be happening here in 2023. It could. You don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe our, 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 you know. I think for that one. We might be ruining it single-handedly as a show. Maybe so. Maybe they, won't invi- maybe they won't invite us. Well, if it wasn't ruined before now. I got to be honest. We, it, the fact that it's all three of us definitely makes it seem like it's an us problem, right? Like from the outside looking in, everyone's going to be like, it's those jerks. Yeah, for sure. And I don't care. <laughs> There's just no definitely. way. It's not viewed that way. Definitely I think Nick should seems. probably pay. I think Gold should pay the $10, and I don't think I owe anything. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? Go to hell. I thought we were together on this. Uh, we did learn. Gold was committed the whole time, so he definitely owes that 10 bucks. But I, I definitely think he only owes 10 because Bob stole him from last year. That's have go. to be paid. Settled. It's settled now. That's it. Uh, yesterday, we learned that McCole Harmon was undergoing surgery, and he has since tweeted out that surgery went well. Obviously, great news. It was groin surgery. We know that the injury was kind of a, a mystery throughout. For the longest time. And so, obviously, a serious enough injury that, you know, he, he needed surgery for it. He tried to clearly gut it out and play in that Jags game and then got it re-aggravated and, and did not play in the Super Bowl. But it has a serious impact on his free agency elsewhere and, therefore, the likelihood that he comes back to Kansas City. I think we, we had said this based off of how the postseason went with the Chiefs. And two players that possess a very similar skill set are already under contract for this team. Now, Kadarius Tony's health, thinking of health, is a big question. Can he make it through a full I would 17? not trust that. In, I would not uh, count on Kadarius Tony. I would be stunned, frankly, if Kadarius Tony played 16 or 17 games next year. Okay, so that's one guy. But then you still have Sky Moore, who's under contract. It'll be year two. Clearly, there's going to be way more confidence for that kid after how the season ended for him versus how it started. So you have two players to me that possess a very similar skill set to McCall Hartman. So unless McCall Hartman has no market, which I don't think that will be the case, I think he will absolutely have a market, even though he's coming off an injury and didn't play much this year. I don't think they need him back, though, Cody. It doesn't make sense. You're going to have three players with similar skill sets. I liked the role he filled. Um, But, you know, we talk about this a lot with players. I think sometimes people exaggerate it. McCall Hartman's a dime a dozen. He is available. He's available in every draft. He's available in every free agency period. He's available every single year. That doesn't mean he's not going to be paid. I think he's also right. He's taken to Twitter a couple times to say that people are underestimating his market. And I think that's absolutely accurate. I think he could be looking at a Christian Kirk deal if he gets fully healthy by the time that thing kicks off. This is the first time he's really had an injury in his NFL career. He's not injury prone. This is the one time he's been injured. It unfortunately comes at a bad time where he's a free agent. 
And the fact that they didn't, the Chiefs didn't need him for the final 10 weeks of the season to go on and win a Super Bowl, that's not great, right? Those, those create problems for his market, but he'll still have a market. I don't think he's just rolling back into KC one for seven because I think that's how Chiefs fans look at it. They're like, eh, one for seven, he'll come back, he'll fit in nice. I'm like, no, 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 no. There's a multi-year deal out there for McCall Hardman. This largely goes back to the Juju Smith-Schuster conversation, whereas there are not that many available free agent wide receivers. So if you are any team, with a quarterback you think you need to surround talent around. Justin Fields, Jared Goff, I don't care the name of the quarterback. If you're just trying to load up talent around your middle tier to below average quarterback, McCall Hardman is going to be right at the top of your list. He's going to get paid something. I don't think he's coming back to Kansas City. And I think the fact that you just saw life without him makes it easier for you. I think if he had been a major part of this thing, they win the Super Bowl, well, they sure. might have found some way to be like, you know what? The way this whole offense works and the lack of Tyreek Hill all works because of all these weapons. They didn't even need one of their other weapons in order to go obtain the biggest prize. That makes it easy to walk on McCall Hardman at this stage. The, the only way you can see it is if the market's not what we think it is and he's willing to come back on a one-year, you know, largely incentive-based contract. That, that would be it. That's the only way where the scenario actually uh, would, would make much sense whatsoever. Now, Mike Gennetti... Uh, was on the drive yesterday, Mike Gennetti of Track, and was asked about Juju Smith-Schuster because that plays into this a little yeah, bit sure. as well. Like, what is his worth? And listen to his answer. Uh, here's who I think he is. I, I believe he's Jarvis Landry. I think there's a lot of numbers that get piled up on Juju Smith-Schuster's resume, and they're good ones. You know, 70, 80 catches, close to that 1,000-yard mark. But there's not much bang for buck, right? He's not hitting the end zone much. There's, there's a fumble issue he's had over the past three, four years now. Uh, so he gets degraded quite a bit when he gets down to the advanced stuff. Um, uh, yes, there's a multi-year contract ahead of him, uh, but what we know for sure is Kansas City is no longer willing to go one big, huge contract for any one weapon on this roster. It's, it might not happen in Patrick Mahomes' lifetime. It's just not going to work out that way. That's the New England philosophy, and it seems to work for these contending teams. So uh, the, the furthest I can get with, with a, a long-term deal on an average basis for, for Juju is $15 million a year which is, by the way, what Jarvis Landry was living in for the past couple of years. And if you look at the roster as a whole, right now the Kansas City Chiefs have about $15 million allocated to all the wide receivers in 2023 on their roster. So you plug in Juju at 15, you get to 30, which is what Tyreek Hill just signed for. So they've, they've accomplished the narrative, which is instead of signing one guy at 30, we're going to sign our entire wide receiver. $15 million per year. He says that's the, high, that's the that's highest. That's what Jarvis Landry got, by the way. Yeah, Five for yeah. $75 million. He's saying that's the highest he can get to. I think he can go higher than that. I still think people are underestimating I, his I market. I don't necessarily think it's a five-year deal, though. You know, like I, I think Juju yeah, can sure. get 21, or 21 to 23 on a three-year deal. On You know what I mean? I think that's probably what we're looking at. But it's, it's important to note that Jarvis Landry got that contract years before wide receiver numbers ballooned. So if he is just Jarvis Landry and there was already a team out there on the market willing to give him five years for $75 million, an average of 15.1 per and 34 million or, or $47 million in total guarantee. So they guaranteed 60% of the contract. In addition to that, that was in 2018 gold. That was five years ago in the wide receiver market. Do you know what has gone up since then? Maybe I'm way off here, and I feel like Carrington – remember, we had Carrington on the show because we were all in such a disagreement on the number. You and I and Nick tend to think very differently about Juju Smith-Schuster's number than everyone else. To me, unless he's willing to take a discount to be with a winning team, which I think is something he will consider because I do think 
playing for good organizations and being on winning teams does matter to Juju Smith-Schuster. Unless he's willing to do that, I'm pretty sure there's somebody out there willing to give him $22, $23 million a year. I mean, somebody gave Christian Kirk 18 per. Well, that's what I can't get over is what, what's, the, what's, the, what's the strong argument, like why he shouldn't, why he can't get that dollar amount, but a Christian Kirk or others could. I think it's just the what, skills. What? I think it's a, literally the skill set. Because he's Christian, more of just a possession receiver. Christian Kirk flashes more at the time. Athlete. Yeah, flashes more of having a number one potential, even though I don't think he is a legit well, number one. Like, he is somebody who has the speed to beat you on the outside. Whereas Juju, like, we know what Juju does. It's a very specific skill set. He is a big-bodied receiver who can go across the middle. He's never going to take the top off He the doesn't defense. get in the end zone a bunch. That hurts him. But, I mean, I don't know. Christian Kirk got so much. It just, it's so hard to imagine. But, but, then, but then look what he did with it. Like, Christian Kirk was better this season than Juju Smith-Schuster was. In a worse situation. I mean, if we'd averaged out, if Juju Smith-Schuster had played the entire year, would it have been way better? Like, I mean, the touchdowns-wise, I assume, I, I don't remember, I think Christian Kirk had seven or eight of them. But, I mean, he had 1,100 yeah. yards. That's pretty much what Juju Smith-Schuster is pacing for if he had played the full season. So it's like, if Juju Smith-Schuster had played 17 games, he would have had similar amount of catches for a similar amount of yards for a few less touchdowns. So, yeah, I mean, look, and the Christian Kirk deal, as much as we mocked it at the time, I don't think Jacksonville's beating themselves over, beating themselves up over what they got. They got what they wanted out of it. They got Christian Kirk's career year. They got the absolute best. And maybe that's the thing that holds people back, Nick, is that they were still buying on Christian Kirk's potential. We can still show there's still an upper end level he can go to. It's crazy that we don't think that way about Juju sometimes he's because he's can you use Juju is never going to be a guy that you can just drop back and chuck it up to. No. Never going to be that no, guy. No, he's not. Christian Kirk is. Christian Kirk can do some of that. I mean, he's not one of the elite receivers in the league, but he can flash those skills. Juju can't, and so I think there is a cap on how much you want to pay somebody who you know is never going to do those sorts of elite-level things. Yeah, it just feels like people take that. Why, you know, they're both 26 years old. One has had a significantly better career in four years. So it's like, why, you know, why is someone willing to take that risk on Christian Kirk, but there's not a team out there who sees the value in Juju? Gotta write something down. Nick's notable notes. Alright, guys, live golf this weekend. Let's break down the <laughs> oh field. Boy. Oh. All right. Okay. I'm just kidding. You can do some bets. You know, this is the part of the year where everybody sort of shifts their attention onto college basketball, though. It's so funny. Oh, the yeah. Football season ends, you do the celebration, and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, who's playing in college basketball well, tonight? End of conference season and the tournament is what actually matters for most fans. Yep, that's right. And there are about Two weeks left in the college basketball regular season before we get to conference tournaments and then March Madness coming up here in about three weeks or so. Yes, Selection Sunday, great. Kansas got a big win on Monday. K-State got a big win last night. And both of those teams, pure locks for the NCAA tournament. The Big 12 is the conference of college basketball. Latest round of bracketology Kansas at number one, they've got a great chance of getting the number one overall seed. Right now, if they were to win their final three games, they have more quadrant one wins, not only than anybody in college basketball, more than any team 
in the history of the net like rankings. 14 of them, right? Yeah, and the net That's ranking, what happens when you play in the Big 12 yeah, that has and like 78 Quadrant 1 wins clear, I know a lot of people probably don't even know what Quadrant 1 wins are. It's an arbitrary system made up by the NCAA that absolutely sucks. The net ranking sucks. Quadrant 1 be wins. better than the RPI stuff. And for so some they, reason, yeah. for some reason, you have to get more points if you're the top 25 team. But if you're the 26th best team, it's not worth as much as if there is any real difference between 25 and 26. Uh, whatever. So Kansas is now in line to be a number one seed, whereas Kansas State currently a three seed. Do we view both of these teams as legit national championship contenders right now? National championship contender. It's still hard for me to because of the defense of K-State to put them in the national championship contender. But a, a team that can go to the Sweet 16 or Elite Eight. Yeah, I think that's See, possible. Act, I mean, to me, I'm Jerome more Tank, concerned about their offense than I am their defense. Yeah, the de- so like. They, they certainly, in some of the games earlier on in conference play, defensively couldn't stop anybody. We all remember, like, the one game where we were like, wow, this is a different K-State team. They put up over 100 points on Texas. Remember that? Mm-hmm. But they gave up, like, 98 or something. I can't remember. No, like they gave up over 100. Uh, yeah, they, yeah, it was like it was an NBA. <laughs> 100 to both. It was like an NBA game. And so I, I still struggle with their defense. But, I mean, Drum Tang, you guys know, we've been saying it for the last month plus. He should be the national coach of the year, even though Shaka Smart at Marquette is now giving everybody a run for their money. Marquette might end up winning their conference after everything. So I think Drum Tang or Shaka Smart will be the, the coach of the year, national coach of the year. Although you can make an argument that Dennis Gates did more with less than just about anybody else in the market, considering where their program was. Uh, Nate Oates will not be winning uh, coach of the year. Why is that? Yeah. Why is well, that, Alabama's Nick? really good. Yeah. But- they might be some, losing their best player. He had some problematic You think he's just in the wrong place, yes. wrong time in yeah, terms of college you know, basketball? Yeah, it's one of those things. When somebody yeah. gets murdered in cold blood, he should probably get He already retracted fired? his statement a little bit and and, and, and and put out a new statement since his comments. Pre-random question like, of the day. If I asked you to bring me a gun, oh, Nick, would geez. you? Oh, jeez. No, I don't have one. Oh, jeez. I don't have one. Uh, random question of the day, Cody. Do you believe in the right to... <laughs> okay, never mind. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys, in other news... Uh, uh, latest mock draft from ESPN is out for the NBA. For the NBA. Okay. In 2024. <laughs> oh, my God. What are we doing? Here? Never too early to take a look. The only reason I'm bringing this up, guys, is because in this latest mock draft, 10th overall, Bronny James, the son, you may have guessed it, of LeBron James is projected to be a lottery pick next year which is going to make the nba very interesting yeah my question for you guys it's not even really a sports question it's more about the magnitude of superstars because in the last 20 years of sports you can count the guys on maybe two fingers who have been bigger global phenomenons than lebron james is having him come to your team for one year at the tail end of his career to play with his son who we don't even know if he's going to be good in the NBA. Is that enough of a reason to basically like mortgage your franchise just for the opportunity to have those two guys playing together? It's worth together a lot of dollars, yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, if it's worth the, so many if, dollars if, to you. If you're uh, a, a team that's already been relevant, no. But if you're, let's say, Charlotte or any not, of, how, about, how, about, how about this? Orlando. How about, how about Oklahoma City? I think they're Oklahoma a perfect, City, they're sure, a perfect any, example because they draft well. They're a well-run organization, but they haven't exactly uh, reached the pinnacle. Uh, Nick, I think Utah, OKC, Orlando, Charlotte, the Washington Wizards, all these teams that have been irrelevant for the most part, you know, I think the, in, those, in those markets in particular would do yeah. great things for them. I just don't. There's no way from a marketing point, but you can't really quantify it. You know, 
Like, how much is it worth? You say it's worth a lot of money, but... It is. Like, if you're Charlotte, how many LeBron James Hornets jerseys do it's you the get to sell? The new, the, the new marketing dollars that would come in. How many more nationally televised games you get? Marketing, it's everything. Yeah, like, but, especially if you're certain those fans... Like, if I were the Wizards, I'd be all like, over honest question, Bronny Honest games. question, though. It, you guys are right about all of those things, but what if that team sucks? Yeah. How long are, does that? Thing. But, the but, but, Wizards but, but, already Let me ask suck, the question. Though. Let me ask the question. They got nothing to lose. Let me ask the question though. How much does that? How long does that luster last? Three as years. long as LeBron is still playing for them. Yeah. But I don't think it'll be three years. It's probably going to be like a one and, and done here's, situation. And here's the good news. He's universally considered maybe a top 30 player in the NBA for the, the following year. Maybe he gets to top 20, maybe falls to top 45. I mean, you're, you're taking a risk in the draft anyway. There are much worse risks to take than a guy who possesses the same gene pool I think as LeBron James. I think it's an easier answer if we're talking about absolute bottom-dweller franchises like yeah. Washington or yeah. Orlando. But, but it's I, more difficult when it's like, what about Oklahoma City or yeah. Utah who, like, they have kind of scraped the surface of yeah. being relevant. They have made it's, good draft picks. Like, that's where it gets, I think, a little trickier when trying to figure out what you want to do. Yeah, I think it's just the, the whole notion of why you, it's it's going to be franchises that have been completely irrelevant. And you used to like, what happens if they suck? They already suck. So why not find a way to cash in for one year or two years on yeah. the marketing dollars? People don't talk about the Washington Wizards. Right. It's, but if I'm a team, if I'm a team picking 12th, then it's like I've yeah. had I've had a couple. I don't, good think, years I don't think that team would draft them at 12. Like, that's I think kind there, of my question. I think there would be agreements like there'd be already some discussions behind the scenes about trades and things like that in the NBA. You don't think the NBA would rig it up a little bit? to make sure the destination makes sense for the league? Because it'd be way easier if he just goes where he's supposed to go. He goes 29th, then it's way easier. He just goes to go, he goes to Golden State and they bring in LeBron <laughs> and nobody cares. And it doesn't matter to him if he's no good because they'll still be great. How funny is it just like imagining LeBron slumming it in Sacramento for a year just so he can oh. play with his son? Yeah, I didn't even mention Sacramento. He's just a Sacramento king. Didn't even mention That's them. the most loser yeah. franchise like, uh, in the entire sucks, NBA. but I get to play with my son. Hey, the Kings haven't been relevant since Mike Bibby and Paige Stoyakovich. Hey, didn't we spend a lot of time I understand, but don't you remember? I didn't even know that. That tells you how relevant they are, Nick. Do you remember the time that we spent, like, this entire show he was talking about the, like, that Vladi Divac yeah. Kings team? We spent way Vlade too much Divac, time on this show. Christy, Mike, Mike Bibby, Chris Webber, Bobby Jackson, Hito Turkoglu, Peja Stoyakovich, Scott Pollard. That's their eight-man rotation right there. I can't remember why Those, this uh, even came up the last because time. Because they lost to the Lakers in the 01 Western Conference <laughs> Finals. They won like 52 games that year. Those are uh, Nick's notable notes. Coming up next, though, A.J. Brown, part of the uh, the Super Bowl losers uh, in Philadelphia, was on a podcast yesterday. He said something, though, about how his offseason went and how close was he to coming to Kansas City. That's next.